morning, friends. Wonderful to see you. He is risen. Well, and just in case you don't know what that's about, uh, for hundreds, probably thousands of years, followers of Christ, when celebrating the Resurrection Day, Easter Sunday, someone might yell out, He is risen, and then we respond with, He is risen indeed. So I'll say one more time, He is risen! He is risen indeed! And it's a good day of celebration for us all. Well, we say welcome to you. We say welcome if you're online with us this morning. Hello. Whether you're with us live or you're joining us later on this week, we're so grateful that you've decided to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday with us. We'll be receiving uh, communion together and also praying together. So if you haven't already done so, maybe get those elements together, get that ready. And you can see everything what's happening at ccmonline.org. So make sure that you check that out. All right, a call to worship this morning is from Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Go ahead and read it with me. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Amen? Amen. He is risen. Good morning. My name's Hannah Matson. I am the pastor of storytelling here at Crossroads. And you can go ahead and be seated for a second. We got an interactive thing going on here. Um, and... I want to ask, have you ever received an invitation you weren't expecting? So maybe it was to a birthday party and you didn't know the person super well or you didn't know other people going. Or maybe you were invited to a wedding or to be in a wedding and you really weren't expecting it and you're calculating the cost and it feels pretty expensive. Or maybe it's to a job that has the potential to change your life and your family's life. But regardless of how good and flattering the invitation is, if you're not expecting it, it can feel like a lot, right? You might not know how to respond right away. And maybe for you today, Easter is the appropriate invitation. Like you are celebrating new life all over the place. Um, You look outside and you see how beautiful it is today and you look around and God is at work in your life and you are celebrating. If so, we are celebrating with you. We are so happy Um, to be celebrating with you as a church family. And if it feels a little jarring or not where you are today, you are with the disciples because they did not wake up the morning that an empty tune was sound expecting this, right? They were grieving. They were confused. They were lost. They were hurt. Um, The women who discovered the empty tomb were performing a mourning practice, right? They were not expecting to see an angel. And regardless of how beautiful and wonderful and exciting that is, it is also very confusing. And so today, we have an invitation for you. And we have a team of people who's about to pass out those invitations. These were handmade with love by my friends, so (laughs) Um, if anything's messed up, it's my fault. Um, But... We have an invitation for you to resurrection and life for Easter. And I know in my life, um, some of you know that our family experienced loss around Thanksgiving. And as we were coming into Lent, God just kept saying, 
resurrection and life. This is the season for resurrection and life. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> like, can we wait? And God persistently and lovingly um, just kept saying, no, this is the time for resurrection and life. And I love that our church calendar gives us this practice to say everyone today gets an invitation to the best part of the story. Today is the day that you are invited to resurrection and life. And you don't have to open it today, right? You could open this invitation on Tuesday. You can open this invitation in November. Um, that is the beautiful part of the Christian faith, is that all of our emotions, all of our experiences belong. But today is the day that we celebrate what brings meaning to all of those emotions, right? What brings meaning to all of those circumstances in our life. So um, as these are getting passed out, if you choose to open it today, inside there is a post-it note. And it says, resurrection and life, comma. And if you've been coming during Lent, you have seen us do the prayers of the people where we um, have pens around and you can write your own prayer today. And we're inviting you to use this name for God, resurrection and life. In John 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and life. And this is such a powerful way to orient our prayers, right? We don't just pray to Father, which we do, right? We don't just pray to the Holy Spirit, which we do. Um, but we also pray to resurrection and life. And how does that form our prayers today? Um, are we asking for healing from resurrection and life? Are we celebrating what resurrection and life is doing for us? So I would invite you to write your own prayer um, to the God who is resurrection and life today. And if you would like to bring it to the front, if you could put it on this gold pedestal, um, our friend Minister Matlin and Taneka will be reading those for us today. Um, and if you would like to not have it read out loud, um, it's this beautiful practice for all of us to get to pray with everyone in our congregation, to bring it up and to hold each other. But if you're not ready for that, that is totally fair. There's a prayer board over there where you can post it. You could give it to a pastor after the service and ask for prayer. You could keep it and keep praying for it, right? Um, whatever the invitation is for you today. Um, but we hope um, that this practice will allow you to offer this prayer to the Lord. So you can start walking those prayers up whenever you're ready. And Don is going to invite us into communion for the day. Thanks, Anna. Um, in case you don't know me, my name is Don Capo, and I'm the uh, pastor of Pastel Checkered Shirts and all things musical instruments. But we welcome you this morning and grateful that you're here. Well, as you're uh, contemplating your prayer and as you're writing it this morning, uh, we're going to invite our communion servers to come on up as we get ready to serve you. And there'll be a couple different ways that you can receive it. And so we'll let you know about that. So today you can take communion by coming forward to our communion servers who are going to give you the blessing of may God surprise you with abundant life in the middle of your story. Or maybe you just want to receive it by yourself and if, if that's the way you prefer, there's also uh, the cups and the bread in the back as well, uh, if you choose to take it that way. But uh, we want to just continue to invite you to, to contemplate your prayers, to write them down, to bring them up to that pedestal right there, as Hannah said. And the servers are ready to bless you and give communion to you and your whole family, if you so desire. And you can receive and take that communion right there before returning to your seats. And you're more than welcome to choose either of the options. And here are the words that frame today our communion prayers. 
On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. He said, this is my body broken for you, given for you. And then he took the cup and said, this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you. And today we celebrate that through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and resurrection is ours as well. We celebrate this new way of living and we always have an invitation to new life. And when we partake in communion together, we participate in this very reality. And so now we just invite you to make your way either to the front to receive communion from our servers or maybe just to bring your prayers up to the prayer board or for you to receive communion in any way that you prefer. And our blessing communion servers will say, may God surprise you with abundant life in the middle of your story. You're welcome to come up. to this offering, oh God, that um, you would just uh, increase our ability to meet the needs of children and adults throughout this region and throughout the world. And so we give into this offering with happy hearts. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we all said, amen. So parents, you are released to take your kids on upstairs or guardians or grandparents, whoever brought them. And for everybody else, we have baskets in the front. And you can also give online at ccmonline.org. So we have a few ways um, with our Next Steps news for you to continue engaging with this good news. First, we want to welcome you. If you are not a regular attender here at Crossroads, um, we would just encourage you to actually pull out your phone. Um, whether you're online or in the room, and follow this QR code. We have a BuzzFeed-style quiz that's like kind of fun and fancy. lighthearted. Yeah, <laughs> so fancy. Um, and it's a great way to get to know some next steps here at Crossroads and to get to know our values as well as reflecting on your own values and what you're looking for in a church. We would also love if you're in the room to talk to you today. Um, we will be back at the next steps kiosk at the end of the service with a free gift for you. It's a good gift, I promise, so you would want to do that. Um, and if you would want to talk to a pastor or something after service, we're going to be around, and we would just love to say hi. Um, and then, um, oh, I think you have the next announcement, actually. Yeah, let's see. Okay, they changed it up on us. So food pantry. Tomorrow is our food pantry. So, yes, it's one of our favorite times where we all have the opportunity to love and serve our neighbors in our region. So if you are somebody who needs food, we would love to serve you. This whole room turns into a grocery store. So you can come and get some food for your pantry. Um, if you're someone who says, I would love to be a part of feeding people who have some, um, some needs, and you want to come and help volunteer, we can always use volunteers. So uh, that's tomorrow, second, second Monday of every single month. You can just show up 
to get food, you can show up to serve. So it's a great time at Crossroads. And if you want to know more specifics about time, come on over to the Next Steps afterwards, and I'll give you all that information. And so we have a, a, a retreat coming up. So if you've been a part of Crossroads, uh, you know that it's part of our regular rhythm to set aside time to be with God, to connect with God, to learn from God for personal growth, spiritual growth. And on April 22nd, on Saturday, we have that opportunity for you to come. It's called the Wounded Healer Retreat. And it's a retreat where God just wants to, um, he wants to meet you wherever you've come from, uh, or wherever you might be living at this current moment, he desires to meet you in that place, to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring abundance. And so when we become healed, then we're able to give healing out. And so it's a, it's a, it's a flow of God's love and God's healing. So wherever you're at on the journey, we would love for you to attend that retreat. You can sign up online, um, or you can come over to Next Steps, and I'll get you signed up over there after service if you'd like. And then two weeks from now, after church on Sunday, we're just having a Crossroads meet and greet. We'd love to invite all of you to come up to the cafe, which is up those steps um, after the service. And we'll have light refreshments, a chance to get to know more people. Um, if you like to connect socially, this is a great space to connect and really cultivate that sense of belonging as a family here at Crossroads. So we hope you can be here on April 23rd. Yes. And are we going to do the quiz? Oh, I mean, people... Okay, so you already told people to, yes. that they could do it right in the yeah. right in the service. Go ahead. So if you fill out that quiz, um, it just it, it, it's helpful if you want to get connected, if you have questions, and so we get those we get those emails, and we'd love to connect with you. So that's what's happening at Crossroads. Thank you guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Can I, can I We're, me, even though. Uh, it is, wow, have we had a full service already? Should we just go home? It has been beautiful to hear the story of Jesus in every song, in every announcement, in every word, in every communion participation, in the prayers of the people. And um, I, I'm going to let you just lead us in the next yeah. part of this service. Great. Okay, here we go. Anyway. Uh, let's say this again. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to make that a little more contemporary. Um, so I'll say he is risen, and this is about the resurrection, right? So in contemporary language, we may say OMG, but we don't want to do that in church, right? Anyway, might be some people that are... It's appropriate, because it's like a prayer. You can say, oh, my God, if you're saying, oh, my God. Yeah. Let's take a vote. Let's vote on that. All but right. Don't Some say, of you can don't do say that. Don't say it in another way. That's the, re all. the rest okay. of us. Okay. Okay. So all you right. say he is risen. He is risen. Oh my God. Oh, good job. All right. Or, or we could just say wow. How about we just go with wow? Okay. All right. He is risen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's that's try a, that that's again. I Let's like do that. it again. He is risen. Yes. Seriously, wow. Wow, indeed. Wow, indeed. <laughs> Matthew 28, uh, verse 1 through 9. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven 
and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. He has risen. Wow. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Let's do that sentence again, students. He is not here. He has risen. Wow. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead. Wow. (laughs) And is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, understandable, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings. (laughs) I mean, uh, isn't that a great way for Jesus to, like, they're, like, freaking out. They've got fear. They've got joy. And Jesus just, greetings. 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 Greetings for those of you who are freaking out. Anyway, um, they came to him, clasped his feet, excuse me, and worshiped him. So um, today we're going to do the He is Risen. Wow. Wow. All right. So, wow. There's there's a lot of wow moments. This is maybe the the biggest wow ever. Mm -hmm. Probably, easily, the biggest wow ever. And the biggest, oh my God. Yes, Ever. you're just going to keep bringing us back to I that. But my notes, my notes are going in a different direction, okay. so maybe okay, next week ahead. we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could do it, but you it might get really ugly clock, before. Yeah, sure. definitely speed it up. Um, <laughs> for those that are already bored. So there's a lot of wow moments. I want you to think about in your own life um, wow moments. Now, wow moments are not always good, right? They, you could have wow moments that are not good. We have corporate wow moments. So just think about that a minute. Maybe say to your neighbor or somebody you came with, somebody sitting by you, what a, if you care to, what a wow moment in your life might have been. Um, we use, we use wow, that descriptive wow moments are now used in like sports. You might have memory of certain plays, even in the uh, NCAA tournament for the men or the women, wow moments, for instance, or in retail, they, they use that term, wow, uh, wow moments in sales. Some salespeople do training on wow moments, parenting. There, you can get the wow moments parenting guide. Um, our kids wish that we would have done that when we were younger, but they're just saying, wow. Anyway, um, then there's then there's the pers- there's some personal wow moments. Like I remember the wow moment of making $10 an hour. Wow. I thought, who would ever need more money than this? Ten dollars an hour. I made so, four twenty-six an hour. Yeah. Well, that was was that wow though. I mean, I, ten dollars. Wow. Yeah. I just thought I, you know, I could do everything I want and and more with ten dollars an hour. Wow. Everyone say wow to that. Wow. Wow, wow Scott. Well, that's a blessing. That just means we're 426 old. Four twenty-six is a little harder. Yeah, I think my first job was two sixty-five okay. minimum wage. Yeah. So we're really getting back there. People were on their phone checking when that happened. Anyway, <laughs> first person on the moon, that was a wow moment, right? That's a huge wow moment. Childbirth, for those who have 
uh, gone through that. That's a pretty wow moment. Wow. That's like one Everybody of the most wow, wow. wow moments, right? It's phenomenal. It, it's wow. Oh my God. Yes, that might be, that's appropriate there. Uh, I, I know like we've been to the Grand Canyon, you get there and it's like, wow, right? Wow. It's a moment For sure. of wow. And then it extends longer at times. Um, so you've got those places like that. Marriage, Marriage is a wow, yes, <laughs> can be a wow moment. For like, sure. uh, I met this girl one time and I thought, wow. Anyway, her name was Claire. And uh, so we got along. We had a lot of wow moments going on. And uh, we decided to get married. That was a wow moment. If you got married, wow. if you've been married, that's a wow moment to be standing up there and making vows. It's like, wow. And then we went on a honeymoon, had a great wow honeymoon. And uh, in Toronto, our honeymoon was in Toronto. And you're saying, wow, big wow. Anyway, it was wow for us. We took a when trip. you're making 425 an hour, going to Toronto is a big deal. Well, anyway, it's still a big deal. It is. It's a big deal. But, but yeah, we didn't take any cruise ships or anything there. I think we walked to Toronto. <laughs> now we took a train. Uh, I am getting somewhere, so just bear with me. So then we got married, and uh, Claire grew up. When, when I proposed to Claire, it was a, kind of a wow moment. I really put myself out there. I got down on one knee, and I asked her if I could. I said, let me take you away from this prosperity, because her dad was a vice president of a big corporation, Detroit Edison, uh, in the Detroit area. And uh, I meant it. I meant it. And I've lived that out, especially in the early years, right? Let me take you from this prosperity. <laughs> Claire lived in a neighborhood that was called Princeton Estates. Everyone say, wow. <laughs> Princeton Estates. So when you live in Princeton Estates, it's, it, it kind of, you know, it was like the wow neighborhood, one of the wow neighborhoods in, in our area. So we got back from our honeymoon and we moved to River Rouge, and, uh, which is just south. <laughs> yeah. Anybody know River Rouge? You got Rouge? it. You got it. Just wow. south. Just south of Zug Island, which uh, back in those days we referred to Zug Island as, well, not, there was some more slang used in this terminology, but uh, we referred to it as the Hades of North America. Zug Island, it was an industrial island. It wasn't like going to Hawaii. Uh, it was all in, it was kind of an industrial area. And we kind of lived in that area, and Claire looked around and said, wow. Um, <laughs> So we lived there for a couple of years. I, I said Sarah wow more when the, we had the mouse. There was a lot of wowing going on. Yeah. Claire, Claire, in those early days, I remember uh, one instance, uh, she came over to have dinner with my family. Um, and we sat down and Claire's family, were, they were into art and theater and, uh, you know, conversation. <laughs> and we weren't. <laughs> we were into sports. And uh, anyway, we sat down at the table, and when we got done, so it was, it was my family, I had two brothers, many of you know Sean, uh, two brothers, Sean's a little younger than me, even though he looks older. Um, anyway. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. You're lucky uh, Sean's in Nashville. Yeah, right Sean's now. out of town, so I could say that. Wait, wait, I might have more. Anyway, uh, we sat down at the table, Keep me on track. Uh, well, I, yeah. I'm already. Okay. Yeah, I got a couple more minutes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we sat down at the table. I have an older brother, Rick. Uh, Rick had a bro was struggling with a broken nose, and like the follow up on that, he had a, took a line drive in a pickup baseball game to the nose. I was there. His nose kind of just 
Oh, it wasn't good. Anyway, he, he had a hard time breathing through his nose. Sean liked to eat with the lights on um, because he didn't like getting hair in his food. I think that's part of the reason why he shaved his head ultimately was just really he wanted to turn the lights down and save some energy. Um, and then my dad, my <laughs> dad's, just said, wow. my dad's jaw, my dad's jaw literally would crack when he would eat mashed potatoes. So we're eating. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you what my problems were. You can just guess. Anyway, we're eating. You can only imagine the sounds and the, just the, the awesomeness going on at the table, which we all just thought was great. We got done. Claire and I went somewhere, and she said, that was reminding me of the feeding of the herd. She said it differently than that, but I'll just use it herd. It was a little more artful. Yes. And she was right. A lot of noises like that. It was a wow moment for her, right? <laughs> and uh, so a lot it of wow moments. It might have been more You've like OMG. Moments. I may We've have all, started praying We've all had prayers. wow moments. Uh -huh. but, but wow moments like that pass. Hmm. Your wow moments that you just thought about, they, they come into our life and they pass. Fortunately, the wow moments that are really difficult pass. But then there's this moment of the resurrection that is the wow moment of history. Mm -hmm. And it changes everything. The resurrection is the wow that changes absolutely everything. It's really interesting. Um, you may not know this, but the Christian faith is the only faith on earth that happened instantaneously. Hmm. There was nothing on Saturday. And then Sunday, people are lining up ultimately to give their life for Christ. In an instant, Christianity bursts on the scene. We technically talk about the church happening in Acts chapter 2, but the resurrection instantaneously changes the world mm -hmm. forever. forever. Changed your life and changed mine. Saturday, there's nothing. Sunday, it is all on. People are willing to give their life away. People are willing to give away everything they have and historically proven and still to this day, people doing absolutely anything they can to show their devotion to Christ. Verse 8, again, it says, The women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly, everyone say suddenly. Suddenly. Jesus met them. Greetings. Greetings, he said, and they came to him and clasped his feet and worshipped him, and it's never been the same. Yesterday, Jesus was a crucified criminal, or Friday, and then Saturday, and then Sunday. He is the clear ruler of all, no doubt about it. The resurrection communicates you and I do not have to live in fear. We do not have to live defeated. We don't have to live addictions or shame or in unforgiveness. We don't have to live in relational brokenness and pain. The resurrection offers a change opportunity for all of us. The resurrection pours out and communicates God's love to us in a way like we had never seen. God's life, Jesus raising from the dead, was not just for humanity. Understand this, 
don't miss the fact that the resurrection was for you. Sometimes we can slip into this kind of macro sense. The resurrection is for humanity, but it's also for you. One of the things I love about the gospel writings is the reference and the reference even in the scripture that we're uh, referring to here of the personal nature of the encounters. The women on the road that are greeted by Jesus. Mary's referred to, John is referred to, Mary Magdalene's referred to, Salome's referred to, Mary the mother of James is referred to, Peter is referred to, Joanna is referred to, the eleven are referred to, just in the opening moments of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Individuals are being named, and God wants you to know that in the resurrection, your name is in there too. The resurrection is for you, it's for me, it's God's invitation to all of us. Don't miss the invitation that God is offering you in the resurrection. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how your wow moments are going, know that the wow moment of the resurrection is alive and well and offered to you today. Amen. Yeah, amen. Yes. Somebody's saying wow. Come on, wow. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing to me. And even just thinking about all of those names, each of them, Jesus intentionally saying names. When I think about an intentional resurrection, I, I think Jesus didn't do anything by mistake, right? And there's no way we could have written down or understood everything that Jesus did intentionally. There has been this wonderful gift throughout the season of Lent where we've been talking about intentionality. And I have to say, so, you know, I love wow moments when I don't expect it, but there's something else when I realize that there was intention around the wow. Like it just wasn't like a, you know, that just happened, you know? No, there was an intention behind the wow. This is a beautiful part in Mark 16, 6 through 8. Jesus uh, here after the resurrection, this, these angels are talking to the women and saying, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. Wow. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. And they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Now, there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark's is a great Gospel if you just want the bare-bones news items, right? Like, if you want it blown out, go to John. But Mark gets the job done. In fact, the original manuscript, it is said, did not include any more verses. And if you want to know more about that, go talk to Samuel. He'll tell you all about it. But the early Greek manuscript, it stops there. It doesn't say anything about anything else. And so what we know is even some of the early church writers said there was no more. When you read the following eight verses in Mark, those were said to be added later. Now, I'm interested in that because I like that Mark left it hanging. I like that Mark said... That they didn't tell anyone because they were afraid. Doesn't tell any more of the story. Leaves that to the long-winded ones like John. Amen? 
And Mark just leaves you hanging like, and what are you going to do with the story? I'm leaving it right here. Now, where are you going with the story? Hey, you, Claire, afraid and bewildered, where are you going with the story? Where are you all going? What are you going to do with the invitation that you received today? Like, what is the gospel going to be according to Isaiah or Jacqueline or Sharon or Ryan? What is the gospel going to be according to Karen and Neil? Because I, what I really love about the gospel is that it's living and active yeah. and it's sharp in your life. And there's something happening when the gospel according to Alana comes out and people read you as a written epistle, Alana. Something happens, friends, when we, after our trembling and bewilderment, say, what's my invitation? Wow. Jesus came to resurrect bodies after death and to resurrect the original intent of the humans God created in this earthly realm. You know, we all have sealed orders and original intent, and we've mucked it up on more than one occasion. Right? I mean... Yes. Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm with the only people in the world that never were in the mucky of it all. But I have messed up the original intent of my life on more than one occasion. And what I love is that Jesus isn't just coming to take me to heaven, everybody. Right, right. He's coming to restore the original intent. And yes. then when I have original intent in, uh, in, uh, restored, I can inspire you. Yes, and yes. so can you. Jesus flipped his day's religious and social systems on their keister. If people make Easter only about Christ rising from the dead and eternity in heaven, we will miss some of the most significant points of Christ's life on earth as it already is in heaven. Make your resurrection story intentional, my friends. We aren't just given life eternally, but the way to live a just life intentionally. Can you imagine If you lived intentionally to bring God's justice and mercy on the earth, what the landscape would look like on Facebook and Twitter? Can you imagine if we showed up with that kind of presence? I don't know if I can. I think it was the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Live the resurrection now, friends. Don't wait till you die. Amen. Live. The resurrection now. Don't, don't ever let people wonder if you're resurrected or not. Right? When you miss your original intent, resurrect your own self. Say to God, oh my God, I need you. I need you. Or you could say, wow. Or you could say, wow, I need you. Yes. Like the angels said to the women looking for Jesus' body, why do you seek the living among the dead? Shed that old skin and all that doesn't fit. Renew your mind and your limited understanding. Let the finished parts in you be transformed and let go of the decayed and broken systems that keep people in tombs. And may Christ come alive in you and in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, stories of raising the dead in the Old Testament do not have to do with immorality. Immorality. 
They are about God's justice. They are expressions of a human hope that is born of a moral, not metaphysical impulse. They did not spring up from a yearning for life after death, but for the conviction that ultimately a truly just God simply had to vindicate the victims of the callous and the powerful. Now, I don't have time to go into this, but you could read all about it in When Jesus Came to Harvard. (laughs) Here's the reality. Jesus didn't just rise from the dead to take you to heaven. Right. It was to create a just world. To restore a dead person to life might be to strike a blow at mortality, but to restore a crucified man to life means to strike an equally decisive blow at the system that caused his wrongful death. And this is what God had in mind, my friends, that we would live in a just world that looked like heaven. That when we see injustices, we head to the food pantry. That when we see injustices, we say, no, prisoners will go free on my watch. We will say, no, Jesus didn't just die to say, take you to heaven, (laughs) like a Hallmark movie. It was to bring the justice of God on earth as it is in heaven. Amen and amen and amen. Jesus' crucifixion should motivate us to support victims in this world and abolish the systems that victimize. You should take a picture of that. Take it home and say, oh, my God, is Claire all right? Wow. (laughs) Because, my friends, pray you will find ways to live, love, and lead others as a renewed person. Make it a happy Easter for all of humanity. Amen? Jane White, the founder and CEO of the Michigan Human Trafficking Task Force, recently died. Many of you have met her here on Crossroads Platform as she's come. Many of you have served her purposes by helping her, you know, with her electronics and with her thumb drives and with her needs for um, finances. And Jill wrote her check every week, and and Sylvia worked on her taxes. And I have to tell you, friends, um, the world is better because of Jane White. She came on this earth with sealed orders and original intent, and God knew what God wanted to do through her. And when she died, I mean, Scott and I have wept for the last two weeks. We've laughed for the last two weeks. We've talked to the people who loved her that wanted to talk about her with us. And what we said was, uh, this is one of my favorite pictures, is she and Scott are working on something right here. And that was a regular posture. Jane had a finger that she always was... Yeah, seemed to be pointing at me a lot there. Wow. Right? Where'd you get that? She was always teaching. She was always encouraging. She was always showing up. And I want to say, you know, I, um, I think that the people who folded the envelopes to mail Jane's letters out are as important as Jane White in the movement. I want to say that the people who chose to show up and pray for her were a part of her sealed orders being able to be carried out. I want to say that we aren't all going to be a giant like Jane. She's only 4'11", but we're not all going to be a giant like Jane in that area, but every one of us have the giant on the inside of us. The God who rose from the dead 
to make this a more just world to bring the kingdom of justice and mercy. Resurrected people are compelled to find their purpose and help others do the same. Resurrected people are not satisfied with just doing the same old, same old. What's that movie about the dude that gets up at Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. Wow. The spirit of Christ is in you to be compelled to find your purpose and help other people do the same, whatever it is. What is the invitation for you, my friends? So how will you finish the resurrection story with your life? You might be scared and bewildered today. It's okay. You might not know. You might not say, I don't have anything important to do for the kingdom. I'm just going to say, oh, my God, would you tell my friends they're wrong? Would you show each of us that it matters that we know what our sealed orders are? You are created by God. For this generation at this time, you weren't born any other time in history. You showed up in this wacky, wild world now. You might not have chosen it, but you were made for now. And your voice, your actions, everything that God has deposited in you has resurrection power in it. It has the ability to come alongside people and say, I'm not just going to try to get you to go to heaven. Let, let me have you pray the sinner's prayer so that you go to heaven. No. Let's pray together the prayer of sinners so that we can bring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven all the way to heaven. Because we can live we can live purgatory all the way to purgatory or hell all the way to hell. We want to live heaven all the way to heaven. Now, you, I know you think that's bad doctrine, but... We'll just leave it at that. I won't explain it. Wow. It's all right. I'm just saying there is a quality of presence here that either feels hellish or purgatory-like or heaven-like. And we get to choose. We get to choose. And, oh, my God, would you give us the ability to see what you've put on the inside of us to see the resurrected power of Jesus, to live. Would you just ask God, what is the invitation for me? Hold your invitation. Decide if you want to open it and say, oh God, what are the sealed orders for me? What does the phoenix rising up out of the ashes have to do with me that, that many of the early church writers wrote about? What is the What are the ashes I'm to rise from? What is the brokenness of a, of a community or a family that you want me to rise up from? Oh, God, let me, let me say yes to the invitation that you have for me. Let me hear it and respond in a way that brings life to the world. Just pray your own words and say, let this Easter be Easter for me and everyone I come in contact with. I won't get it right. I won't do it perfectly. That's a foregone conclusion. I will have to call out, oh my God, I need you. Let your resurrection power live in us today. Amen.